I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everybody and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name, of course, is Sunny, and I'm here with my co-host, Caleb, as always. What's up, dude? How are you? Pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, I'm pretty good, man. I had a good I had a good Thanksgiving, had a good weekend, and I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. Oh, that's good. For sure. So um, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do um our Patreon shout-out, because I want to make sure to not forget it this time. Yeah. So, a huge shout out to all of our patrons. So thank you to Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Mocha, Myth Oceanus, Pigs, Guz Daddy, AD, Aaron Gardner, Anthony Leela, Damian Zink, Mountain Man, Owen Alvarado, Cyber, Jeremy Drysdale, Ray Powell, and Sonny Sweet. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. I mean, it literally keeps the lights on. So thank you all so much for that. Well... How you feeling? We doing good? Oh yeah. You have a good weekend? Oh yeah, I ate way too much turkey. <laughs> I heard that. Um the other thing I wanted to do also while I'm thinking about it was uh please everybody be sure to check us out on Twitter at Top Cut Podcast. We are trying to get those follower numbers up so that we can compete with the big boys. And please be sure to check out our Discord which the link is in the description below. Um also if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Please be sure to go ahead and leave us a rating and a review. It helps out tremendously. It helps people when they search Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. It helps them find us a little easier. And it adds legitimacy. So, you know, it really does help. Plus, if you leave us a cool rate review, I will be sure to read it out on the podcast. So, that is your incentive. Well... I think that the first thing to do, of course, is to go ahead and get into the, um, go ahead and get into, I think we have some quick play play news. news. Yeah. What do we got? Well, let's see. Uh, the first big thing is that there's, that there's been some rulings in the OCG that were never officially codified over here in the TCG that they codified, codified. Thank you. It's a fish. It's codified. Yeah, <laughs> um, wasn't officiated, eh? Hey. Um, until uh, actually fairly recently. Um, so 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 these rules originally came out in the OCG in April of 2020. We're right. just now they just announced recently. It's the same in the TCG. Right. So we are. They just now formalized the April 2020 rules revisions yeah. for the TCG. Uh, following rule updates and clarifications, some of which have already been in effect, are in effect at in-person or remote dual events at all levels. These will be incorporate, incorporated into an upcoming rulebook rule update. One, fusion synchronic monsters can be first summoned from the extra deck to any of your main monster zones. It does not have to be an extra monster zone. 
We've already been playing like that anyway. Wow, um, literally Master Rule 5. Pretty much, yeah. They officially say the Master Rule 5 also applies to the TCG. Um, officially stated. Um, two of the monster trigger effects meets the activation conditions, but hasn't yet had a chance to actually activate yet, because it's still in the middle of a card or ch- card effect or chain, for example, and is therefore being saved for later, in quotation marks, but its location changes to the time its trigger effect activation is met, and the time it actually has a chance to activate, its effect does not activate. So, keep this is like, activate Alpha Tribute Ben 10, chain dd crow banishing ben 10 under the old rules ben 10 does get the search anyway here ben 10 would not get the search cool. which is again the current rulings another example would be uh, activate Karis, send kit as cost chain dd crow banish kit yeah same principle exactly it, again this is ways we've kind of been playing it for the most part it's just uh three the restriction of you cannot normal summon or special summon the turn you activate this card only refers to monsters that were successfully summoned. Sam 4, you can only special summon X per turn restrictions. Right. So if you negate the summon, doesn't count. Right. 4. Trap monsters that say this card is also a still a trap do not occupy both monster zones and a spell trap zone. They're only in the monster zone where the card actually is and does not take up a spell and trap zone. So under the old rules, if I activated Aquero of the Golden Land, he would both I wouldn't be able to set five spell traps. I would only be able to set four. Now yeah, you can be, set five again. Yeah, because Aquero is technically taking one of those slots up. Right. So And finally, number five, page fifty one of the rule book under Leaves the field. When a monster on the field is shuffled into the main deck or becomes an exceed material is no longer a card on the field. However, its effects that activate when it leaves the field will not activate. Main deck should be deck, and therefore also includes the extra deck. So, under the old rules, if you activate a compulsory evacuation device on Elemental Hero Absolute Zero, it would get its, uh, it would meet its trigger, and it would get to blow up your opponent's field. Under the new rules, if you activate compulsory evacuation device on Elemental Hero Absolute Zero, it will not trigger. Yeah. Um, we're just using that as an example. It, yeah. it could be literally anything. Right. So. But yeah, that's pre- those were, those rules are now official on the books. TCG rules. Yes. So if anybody has any questions or anything, uh, don't hit us up. <laughs> we are not judges. <laughs> if you have any questions on the rulings here, uh, be sure to check out, there is a Distant Coder video that really well explains what this new this new update and what all the new update yes. entails and what it all, what all it affects. So, oh, yeah. uh, the examples we gave are just some of the prime examples that come, examples that come like, uh, forefront of our minds as soon as we read it. Yes. Those are the, those are the examples that are like frequently given. Yeah, exactly. Um, so next up, we actually have a brand new card. Yeah, we have the brand new card from the Albash structure deck in the OCG, which we assume we're going to be getting here. We don't actually... No, no, wait, we have the Albash structure deck confirmed for the TCG in February, right? Yes. However, we don't have any of the cards that are particularly in it. Right, right. So we don't have any kind of, <clears throat> kind of a card list or anything. Yeah, but, but we uh, know we are, in fact, getting it. This card's crazy, yo. Uh, this is Branded Fusion, which is a normal spell card. You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. You cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck the turn you activate this card except fusion monsters. One, fusion summon one fusion monster that lists Fallen of Albaz as material from your extra deck using two monsters from your hand, deck, or field as a fusion material, including at least one Fallen of Albaz. So basically, you can only use Fallen of Albaz plus one other monster from your deck. Dude, this is insane. So, like, even if you open literally just this, it's still 100% live. Yeah. Even on turn zero, unlike the only other card that's anywhere that's anything like this should all fusion. So, there are a couple of important things to note. It does lock you into fusion monsters for the turn. And it doesn't do it... So, the way it's... Ordered is you cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck of the turn you activate this card, not for the rest of the turn. 
correct. So even, so even if you so you can't go full tri brigade combo and then activate this and send Fallen of Albaz and tri brigade Makari to add back one of your banished tri brigades. Now something else that you absolutely something else you absolutely cannot do, which I don't think anyone's talked about yet that I just realized, is you can't use you can't on the same turn you make Verte use Verte to activate this card. Oh, that's not true. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's worded differently. Than uh, that. Because it's, it's it, you're not activating the card, you're activating Verte and copying this card's effect. Right? So. Mm. If I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> yeah, it's one of those. It's the, same re- it's the same reason that you can do stuff with Verte. Uh, you can do stuff before you activate Red Eyes Fusion with Verte. Because you're not enough. activating Red Eyes Fusion, you're activating Verte and copying Fair Red Eyes Fusion's effect. Fair enough. Not its condition. Right. I mean, we'll still have to kind of wait and see once we get the actual TCG. Again, not a judge. Don't trust me on that. Yes. Ask yeah, a judge. Yeah, yeah, and again, we're also going off of a translation for this as well. Yeah, I trust the translation. I don't trust my rulings. Exactly. So um, Th- that's my that's me just kind of going just that's me just kind of glancing at the card and blah blah blah. blah. I feel like you definitely could use Verte here. Very possibly. Card though, but um, yeah, I I think. Don't, yeah. don't quote me on that. Uh, not a judge. Hashtag but, not a judge. Yeah, but it is a possibility, again, depending upon how they word it over here in the TCG. Right. So. Yeah. Um. So it's either the second, so it's either the most broken fusion spell in the game, or the most broken fusion spell in the game that is probably going to get Verte banned, finally. <laughs> yeah, if Verte isn't already banned on the new ban list... It probably will after we get the spell if it can act uh, uh, actively utilize it. Right. Properly utilize it. That's the word. Properly. Um, if that's the case, oh boy, whoo, it's gonna be rough. Um, speaking of which, like, what are some of the fa- uh, Fallen of Albaz fusions out of curiosity? Because I haven't actually looked at any of them. Uh, we haven't had a need to till just now. We read them all <laughs> off on the on a podcast episode a while back. Yeah, but not but not their effects. I don't think. Um. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's it's been a hot minute. So let's see. Well, I mean, there is Titanoclad, which is already being, which is already kind of run. Uh, let's see. So, so there's Titanoclad. Uh, then we have Albion, the Branded Dragon. Okay, I've got the list of the new ones from the structure deck. So oh, okay, cool. Mirror Jade, the Ice Blade Dragon, which is the one that takes Fallen of Albaz and one Fusion Synchro Caesar Link. So you couldn't get this guy directly out unless you had a different one already on your field. Yeah. Because then you can use field and, yeah, uh, yeah. was it hand? Field, hand, and deck. Uh, So you could theoretically, so like... So like next turn, if you act, you can activate a second one, use your first fusion plus another Fallen of Albaz from your deck, or the Fallen of Albaz you recurred from your graveyard that you used previous turn and right. make this guy. Yeah, and then with also having Incredible Ecclesia, the Virtuous yeah. makes it. Um, Rubellion, the Divine Flame Dragon, which requires one Dark Monster and Fallen of Albaz. Oh gosh, you could literally go activate. This dude, activate this card, send any dark monster from your deck and Fallen of Albaz to the graveyard. And you can send any Shadal. No, not any Shadal. You can Most send some, of them. You can send you can, a lot of the Shadal monsters. You can send you can send Hedgehog to search. You can send Squam to get another mill. You can send Dragon get a pop, Beast get a draw. It's literally whatever you want it to be. As long as it's the dark ones. The only main decked non-dark ones are Windy and Ariel. And Kaios, if you're being weird. Yeah, so, dude, can you imagine being able to just, like... F- and it's not even... It's not, like, it's like Shadal Fusion. At least you can't do it on turn zero, right? This you can just Correct. activate for free on turn zero. Correct. This is insanity. Yeah, just to get all these extra Shadal effects. Not only Shadal effects, um... Like, just any dark monster sent directly to your graveyard. Yeah. Um... It's just like our time I had immediately Shadals. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's other decks that are gonna abuse it. I'm pretty sure like Insectors could probably abuse that. Oh yeah, you know because then they can uh, mill like a Hornet, Normal Swing Dragonfly, equip Hornet. Yeah, etc. 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 It's really good. Yep. 
let's see. What was the other one? Uh, um, was there? I mean, was there a third one? Uh, there's about six of them. Jesus. <laughs> but like some of them require, um, like some of them require, um, albaz and like a spriggans or albaz and a tribrigan. Oh, so which the deck comes pre-installed with. Yeah, but like you can literally do. I think there's one that requires one in a tri brigade, and you can literally do Albaz and like Kit. Yeah, or Albaz and Nerval and just yeah. get a free search. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. and that gives you plays for next turn. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Follow up is really good. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean there's also um <clears throat> Albion the Branded Dragon, which is follow of Albaz and a light monster. Yeah. Uh, and then when it's fusion summon, you can fusion summon a level eight or lower fusion monster from your extra deck, except itself, by banishing fusion materials listed on it from your hand field or graveyard. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Yep. That turns the, that spell card into two fusion monsters for the price of one. Yep. <laughs> not named. Uh, Al- not you, know, you can't make two Albions. Uh, during the end phase, this card's into the graveyard and sent there this turn. Add to your hand or set a branded spell trap direct from your deck. Which this is which this is. It's so good, dude. Yeah, hold on. That's just for the Albion the branded dragon. Um let's see. Then there's Brigand the Glory Dragon, which is Fall of Albaz and a level eight or higher monster. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure people can think of level eight or higher targets to run. Actually. Um, you could run, like, I'm pretty sure there are monsters you could run that fit multiples of the, like, multiple, like, a level 8 or higher light, a level 8 or higher dark monster, so that way it's like, oh, I can just build the exact same material to get Albion, and then, well, I'll, well instead I need, um, a Brigand, I can just mill the same monster to get Brigand. Literally, yeah. Uh, cannot be destroyed by battle. While you control this human summon card, your opponent cannot target other monsters you control monster effects. During the end phase, the new graveyard, add to your hand or special on a tri brigade or fallen of Alabaster from your deck. Okay, I just checked with one of the judges in our server. Uh, shout outs <laughs> to the Legacy Crusaders channel. This is Benji. Uh, he says that purely based off the text of that card and Verte with other rulings such as Red Eyes Fusion, I think mm-hmm. you can use it with Verte. The second part of the text appears to be a condition which is not copied by Verte. So Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Oh, here's another one. Titanic Lad. You can actually hard make Titanic Lad. Uh, Fall of Albaz and a monster with 2,500 or more attack. Uh, gains attack equal to the combined original levels of monsters used for his fusion summon times 100. The, the versatility of the different things that you can fuse with Albaz, the things that are listed on the Albaz fusion monsters are insane. insane. Yeah. You can literally just, like... There's so many different ways that you can just mill whatever you want out of your deck. It's like foolish oh, burial. Oh, almost. hold on, hold on. Turn to an and Shadal. If you have a construct, if you have a window, activate this card, sending Follow Albaz in the window. Mm-hmm. Out your own window. Get uh get a tight get a uh whatever. Type, get whatever. Uh, get like Albion, effective Albion. Get another get another level eight fusion. Rank well, you can't rank eight right. And there. when window goes to the graveyard, you can add a Shadal Spiral Trap back to your hand. Wow. This is so broken. Whew, and that's just me. That's just coming off of. Uh, it's time to pick up the Shadal core, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you don't already have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, this is literally insane. Like, it just goes so well with other with fusion related decks. Um, oh, Fallen of Albaz secret rares are up to 30. Wait a minute. Does twenty five? Does Albion say specifically that list Fall of Albaz or just any? You can fusion summon any fusion monster. Uh, I think. Oh, it's got a. Surely it has to list Fall of Albaz in it, right? Um, in this card, fusion summon. You can fusion summon a level eight or lower fusion monster from your extra deck, except itself by banishing fusion materials listed on from your hand or field or and or graveyard. Falafel. Wait, what card? What what card are you talking about? Uh, Albion, uh, Albion the Branded Dragon. It's fall Albaz and a Light Monster. He's looking it up. Give him a second. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> I could totally. If this card is fusion summon, do you can fusion summon one level eight or lower fusion monster from your fu- extra deck, except Albion the Branded Dragon, by banishing fusion materials listed on it from your hand, field, and or graveyard during the end phase of this card's. 
Wait, wait, wait. So you can just like do any fusion monster as long as you have the material in your hand field or graveyard. And it has to be level eight or lower. Oh my goodness. So that just make so that just that's just another another extender for uh Fluffle and uh, for any fusion deck. Yeah, for any fusion based deck. That Fluffle and uh Shadals are the only two that come to mind immediately for me. Insanity. That's ridiculous. Actual insanity. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. And I, I'm pretty sure there are people out there who are like, yeah, but you could use it in this other way, which is even better. We just can't think of it. This is actual insanity. Yeah. I know this is easily one of the like I think this card by itself is gonna sell the uh structure deck. Like yeah. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Yeah, dude, this is honestly like pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, and again, you know, then again, we also have, and again, we have all those other uh, fallen of uh, fallen Albaz fusions coming with it, you know, which which just makes this even more ridiculous, just due to, you know, being able to fuse two of them, uh, particularly making Albion with a making Albion an effective Albion to summon like Titanoclad, right? Wow. If you use a blue eyes as material, for example, yeah, Welp. Uh, I think that's enough about this ridiculous card. This card's got so much versatility and so many options. I think that's enough, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think people get it. Yeah. This well, card is cracked. <laughs> honestly. Um, we do want to take a quick moment to take a quick break and thank, of course, our sponsor. Thank you so much to ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. It is our locals. They do a wonderful job of supporting their local community. They are an OTS store. You get packs for just for entering. Um, they do do a monthly tournament for Yu-Gi-Oh! that they try to make it a little bit bigger than usual. Mm-hmm. And the monthly Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament for December will be December 18th. Obviously, you can't do it on Christmas Day. Obviously, you can't do it on the 11th because there's a remote dual YCS. Uh-huh. So, that leaves December 18th. So... If you are within three or four hours, please be sure to come by, check it out. Um, you can come from New Orleans in about three hours, three and a half. You can come from Dallas in about five, Houston in about four to five. It's really not a bad drive. So it's really not. It it sound it sounds like it is. It's really not. Yeah, and if you're like I have a small economical car, so for me, a drive like that would even be bad. And then you can come meet us. So oh yeah, we'll be there. Both we'll be there. We try to be there every single Battle City day. Right. So thank you to, of course, every... Thank you, of course, to ETB for sponsoring the podcast. And please be sure to check them out on uh, in our description down below. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about our next bit, which is our next segment, rather. Which is, we want to talk for a little bit with... So with the return of main in-person events as well as the return of uh we have a remote dual ycs coming up in a week or so and then in january we have ycs pasadena right so and then in february you have ycs vegas which i know a lot of our listeners that'll be their first ycs because yeah. vegas isn't putting the 2000 player hard cap like pasadena yeah. is i think part of that is due to them having you know a bigger venue that they can utilize um it's I'm just going to be honest. I don't think that's it. I think it's because uh, Vegas is like um, the south of the west. Oh, <laughs> fair. You know what? That's fair. Well, no, because my thought was, oh, well, bigger bigger space me- means that you can st- you can still be COVID safe, but have more people in the same. No, no, no. Space. They just don't have mask or qu- yeah. uh, gathering restrictions in Vegas. I didn't. That didn't even occur to me. I'm sure, like. I'm sure that the the people who were, who will be running it will still have yes. requirements. Yes, in fact, I think they have already announced that like Konami itself is going to require proof of vaccination and masks and everything still, yeah. just like they are for Pasadena. But yeah. I don't think that there's a player cap because Vegas doesn't have like gathering limits. Because if they did, yeah. Vegas would as a city would just die. Very, very possibly. Um, but so. you know, then of course another thing is again the bigger venue means they can put more people in there and still be COVID safe. Right. So, it is definitely, um, depending on your perspective, it's either an exciting time or kind of a scary time mm-hmm. for the to be a player of the game. So, regardless, um, if you are going to these in-person events, 
please be sure to be vaccinated and wear your mask at these events. Mm -hmm. It is helpful. Um, Do your part to make sure that we are looking after not just ourselves, but the other people in the game. Oh, yeah. Like, if you go on Amazon right, Amazon or other websites right now, you could probably find some Yu-Gi-Oh! theme masks, like my Pot of Greed one. Yeah, Caleb has become known as Pot of Greed Boy in our local community. So, it- um, so yeah, be sure to do your part before we... that. You know, we want to say that before we go any further into any of this, if you are going to be participating in doing things, do your part to make sure that we can keep these events around and continue being and doing awesome things yeah like go get your uh go get your flu go get your uh flu shots go get your covid vaccines now especially the covid one because you got to wait before you get the second dose and they're not gonna let you in without that second dose yeah not only do you have to so you have to have the second dose um you have to there's four weeks in between first dose and second dose and then there is a two-week waiting period between second dose and before you can get into the ycs correct so i think uh day of airing is like maybe like literally the last day yeah like the last possible day you can put it off you got to do it like within the next couple of days if you're going to pasadena if you're going to pasadena if you're going to vegas you have a couple of days but seriously you know you have like on it i'd say you have like an extra week if you're going to pasadena from today air date no like no and even then that's six weeks it's like this episode will air like on the like the 20 like the 29th or the 30th maybe the first something like that and you have to count six weeks forward. You have maybe like two or three days. Well, on because this... you got to remember the the event is taking place two weeks exactly two weeks after the first of the year. So, however many weeks are in the month of December, which is four, you just have a you have three extra days off of that. Okay, so okay, so this episode uh, according to my ca- according to my calendar will air. Uh, let's see, on the twenty. 20- on the third, yeah, on exactly the third, yeah. So you have three days. You have exactly three days, because then that's one, two, three, four, five, exactly six weeks. You, Like I said, you have three days. You have exactly three days to get it done. It's free. If you're going to Pasadena. If you're going to Pasadena. Um, if, you, if you're going to Vegas, you have, like, an, you have it exactly one extra week. Month. I'd say one extra week. <laughs> well, I'd say do it anyway now, yeah, but you know, cause then it's over and done with and you don't have to worry about it. Right. So be sure to do that. But other than that, we do want to talk about how to prep for your first YCS. The main way to prep for a YCS, of course, is to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Lots of it. Like a lot of it, because if you're not playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Then, I mean... Why are you going to a YCS? You know yeah, exactly. Um, but in all seriousness, this gives you the capability, the, the opportunity to encounter situations that there's no way you would have come up with it on your own, in or even encountered in playtesting. Let you hit, you know, like see what other people's tech, what are, other people are teching in. Um, uh, what else? Like, there's just a lot of reasons to do. So what I would say is the main reason to playtest is it puts you in uncomfortable situations. It teaches you how to get a little creative with your deck, get a little creative with what you're doing, and it. Oh, another thing, it'll 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 force you into situations where weird rulings will come up that don't normally come up in normal gameplay. Right. It'll help you understand everything to the fullest extent that you can mm-hmm. really understand. It, it gives you the best understanding of your deck, and also it helps you learn. Maybe, um, for example, I'm playing Sword Soul. It's like okay, well, I was playing three tie A. Maybe I just want to play two. Yeah, because I. I kept breaking by drawing multiples. Right. It helps you understand your deck as well as you can, you possibly can. Yeah. And so you can kind of sit there and really fine tune your, tune your deck to whatever you're doing. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, then of course there's always, well, I've been trying this card, this card does something similar, but it does it differently. So it might be a better, might actually be better. Right. Uh, like for example, do you want to run forbidden droplet or dark ruler? No more. Yeah. Or Forbidden Chalice, for whatever reason. Do you want right. to try out Forbidden Lands and see if it helps you against your uh, game two going uh, going first? No, because then your opponent will have Dark Ruler no more. They activate, you can just chain Lance, save one of your monsters, blah, right. blah, blah. If you want to try that out, there's a lot of things you can do there. Yeah, it really is incredibly... Uh, this is where you learn your deck. This is where you learn what you want to run, what you expect to see. And that leads us into our next thing, which playtesting will prepare you to understand the meta. 
So if you want to go in and you want to really compete and do more than just, you know, be there and have fun, which if you just want to be there and have fun, that's understandable. That's perfectly fine. It's a fun event. But if you are going to try to compete and win the whole event, you need to understand the meta. So you got to understand where to hand trap, what decks, what hand traps to bring. What I would say is make sure that you know the top. Like in this meta, you need to know the top like eight decks. You need to understand how Sword Soul, Tri Brigade, Virtual World, Drytron, um, Flowanderese, because you're going to see it. Flowanderese. Uh, you need to understand with a Dogmatic Invoke Shadal, uh, you need to understand how all of those decks work to a certain extent. You don't have to be an expert on them all. But understanding what makes the decks tick and where you can stop them mm-hmm. is going to be the key to playing through round by round. And if you come across a deck that you don't know in live tournament play, like realistically, that's probably okay, right? Because what that allows you to do is you can take the things you've learned and you can... What's, what's the word I'm looking for? You can project that onto a lot of different matchups. So, you, you know, let's say you're playing Altergeist, but you didn't test against Altergeist. Well, maybe you played against Eldritch and you know how back row decks play and you understand the meta, so you sided with preparation for that, right? Yeah, or uh, a great example is you're sitting there going through and all of a sudden you come across a Plunder Patrol deck and you have no idea what you're doing. Um, it really, it's kind of read the cards kind of gauge what they're trying to do right but read quickly so you don't go into time because i had yeah. that happen to me against plunder patrol yeah yeah, i yeah, know exactly read quickly so you can kind of gauge what they're trying to do and do your best game one but usually by game at the end of game one you, you have a pretty a pretty good idea what they're trying to do right and then you can then you can, can kind of come up with a game plan games two and three right um and then you can kind of keep what you learn yeah i would say that the best way in my opinion to both play test and understand the meta they have remote dual regionals like every weekend. It's really easy. It's $20 to enter. You sub- enter, submit a deck list, you play through Discord, and you can literally get like six rounds in in like five and a half, six hours. Yep. They keep them going at a really good pace. I started one at 10 o'clock yesterday morning. and You, you were done by like what, three, four? Uh, well, uh, I was done at like three because uh, I got my third loss at three. Yeah. But there was only one round left and they're not playing out top cut. So it's like you can literally be done with it in just like a few hours. It's really convenient. You're at your house. You can just and it gives you a sense of what tournament play is like when you need to call a judge, when you need to do this. I mean, I I really can't recommend it enough. Even if you're a newer player, it's fine. You can Mm -hmm. enter a remote to regional. these, These tournaments are not like you know, 400 man regionals. These are like 25, 30, 35. Mine was yesterday. 40 at most. Mine yesterday was 35. You know, the one that Dylan from team dark arm dealings, our sister channel, check them out on YouTube. The one that he won, the one that he topped was only 27 people. You know, that's like a really like nice, small, fair environment. So, um, I would definitely recommend checking out the remote dual regionals. If you can't do remote dual regionals or if you just don't feel comfortable enough yet be sure to come into our server we have remote duels edo and dueling book groups that test on all Mm -hmm. three of those all the time right now almost daily basis right right now i'm trying to test as much as i can for the remote dual ycs i'm trying to learn a new deck and make sure that i can play it to the best of my ability so oh yeah you know be sure to join our server and you can get this playtesting. You can have the opportunity to really come in and check out and play against real players. Oh, so yeah. uh, something else about that kind of thing, though, is that then you can also can, especially like joining our discord or joining a discord server, not necessarily ours, um, you know, and then remote dueling with the people there is you'll you might actually find someone who's who know who understands your deck better than not your particular deck, but your your archetype your deck archetype better than you and then right. kind of sit down and explain some things that you didn't even think of 
yes. uh, example, whenever I first started with the Tri Brigade stuff, I got, had Sonny explain to me some of the Tri Brigade combos and right. some of the inboards. And those. I'm working on Sword Soul, and I've had Dylan helping me out a lot with Sword Soul through the server. Um, just learning some of the different combo lines and learning some of the different pathing that you can take to get to the different things you want to see and do. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that will also actually lead me into an announcement that we've been putting off on making, but I think now's as good a time as any. Starting after the first of the year, after YCS Pasadena, more than likely, because we don't want to be running anything during while we're at a YCS, we will more than likely be starting up remote dual locals in our server on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah. These will be run and have actual tournament, um, the Konami software using it. We do have a connection on that. Uh, it will be mostly run and officiated by Giant Skyhawk. And we're hoping for Thursday nights, starting mm-hmm. around... 6 30 or 7 o'clock central time it'll really well we're, we're still, still kind of feeling that out yeah we don't have an exact time frame but we are really looking at it and you know exploring all of our options yeah but we are get everything figured out yeah we are looking for after the first of the year starting of remote dual locals in our server which would be a great place for people to come in check it out get experience get practice and also, I think that it would be um, great if everybody could give feedback on what day of the week works best, what timing works best. That way we can try to make this work at a good time for everybody, not just us. So be sure to let us know your thoughts and opinions on that. Oh, yeah. The next thing that I want to talk about for prepping for your first YCS is having the tools for the job. So a lot of people... When they go to an event, say you're going to a regional, a lot of people just go in with sleeves that they've been using for, you know, six months, same sleeves, same everything, and they don't switch it up and they don't do anything. What a lot of people don't realize is using old and worn sleeves can literally result in you getting a game loss or a match loss. Mm -hmm. Or even completely disqualified. Yes. And... Honestly, if the judge determines it to be bad enough, you can get banned. So the reason this is, is because things like old sleeves and things of that sort, if you, if they're a little too worn, if one, maybe one sleeve's more worn, or if it, you know, let's say you were around your sleeves and somehow got a mark on it or something, if they think that you're marking your deck, marking your cards, or trying to make things identifiable in any way, yeah. then they can disqualify you from the tournament for cheating, and that mm-hmm. will result in a ban of like two years. So I will say, please, please, please be sure when you go to one of these events, have the tools for the job. Make sure you have the right sleeves. Make sure you go in prepared with dice. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you go in prepared with a pen and paper because if you have a calculator at a real tournament, let's say I'm sitting across from my opponent and I have a calculator and my opponent has a pen and paper. He could keep track of life however he wants to. But if there's a discretion and the judge comes, the judge is required by Konami policy to take the pen Pen and and paper paper over the calculator. So the only time that this is not true is if you're using the Konami neuron app. Yeah. If you're using the Konami Neuron app, that is considered actual... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, an affi- the reason why... This an, affa- is, an actual log. Yeah, the reason why is because there is a specific log of what happened. Right. As opposed to calculator where calculator where you're literally just going minus 200, and then the calculator just displays 68, and, right. like the current live point total, not the individual... You know, oh, he took 700 here, 200 here, 1,000 here. Which we know a lot of the TI calculators, TI-84, TI-84+, plus, whatever. Have those. It has that, but Konami's policy is that calculators lose to pen and paper every time. Yeah. Unless it's the Neuron app. The Neuron app has a log that you can click on. Yeah, and, it, and I mean, it goes all the way back until you hit the reset button. Right, and so it has 
it's officially licensed. That so. too. That, that's another part of it. It's their official software. So of course they're going to allow it. Right. Yeah. Um, if you have, if you don't have the neuron app, if you have foreign cards in your deck, make sure you have translations on hand. Yes. Because you have to have translations for all of your cards. Yes. Um, you know, if you're running German copies of galaxy soldier, and you be sure to have an English copy of it. Right. Or if you're in Germany and you're running English copies, make sure to have a German copy. I don't just, know the rulings in that situation, yeah, but I would just be ready. J- just as an example, make sure you have, you know, you know, if you're, you know, if you're using uh, cards in a different language from what is the local language, make sure you have a local copy of it. Yeah. I, I would just say just to be on the safe side, just make sure you always have the correct copy of yeah. whatever language you're playing in. So. Yeah. Um, so always have translations, have dice ready, have pen and paper, have your right sleeves, have a play mat to play on because don't nobody want to be playing on a white plastic table, just putting their cards on the table. That's, you don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. So, and I understand that for a lot of players, even the newer players that this is a bit of a monetary investment, but when you look at some of the cards that you're playing with, I mean, the cards themselves are a monetary investment and you don't want to. You know, you don't want to go in and have and mess up your cards that you spent money on. So, you know, protect them. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I would have a backpack to carry all of my stuff in, specifically a, um, oops, bump myself, specifically <laughs> a locking backpack. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you can get a backpack that locks, you're set, you're pretty, or one of those, I forgot what they're called. They made a backpack where the zipper is like against your back. Oh, those are the, um, oh gosh, I think it's an ultimate guard. Yeah, yeah, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where somebody wants to unzip, they have to reach around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, unless you, like, like, either get a locking backpack or one of those, or just do what I like to do sometimes. <laughs> I like to call it the backpack baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. So where you, you can... put, where you put the back, where you put the straps on your backpack on your, on your chest. Right, like a fanny pack. Yeah, where the, where the bag itself is in front of you. Yeah, yeah, like the like 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 he said, like the babies where like they hold the little baby and the little baby carrier exactly. across their chest. So, yeah, exactly. that is absolutely something that you could do. Um, but yeah. yeah, be prepared. Always have your backpack in a place where it is um, safe and secure. Be sure you have an eye on it. Be sure you lock it if you can. Yeah, if you have a lock on it, that's yes. Um, I would go in literally with if I'm going into a tournament. Like when I go to the YCS, I'm going to carry a small trade binder i'm going to carry the, your deck obviously my deck and my tools needed for the job yes and so extra that, sleeves mat extra sleeves play mat and maybe like maybe literally like one extra um maybe one like like, like if i want to carry like my plant decks or like my edison decks. yeah yeah stuff that isn't and like it. staples in case i need something on the yeah. fly yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah like you get there and it's like oh wait a minute I just heard that they just banned this card, so now this entire deck's not even going to be here anymore. So there's no reason for me to run this extra deck card, extra, you know, side deck option. Right. So because that has happened before. Oh yeah, no, it's it's happened where you show up at the event and they announce a ban list on the way to the event, and you have to change your deck list right as you go to submit it. Yep. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Because I know. Because they they've done it before. They've they've even like quick banned some cards like. Right before uh, YCS started, even though there wasn't supposed to be another ban list for another like month, they just yeah. said, "Yeah, this card's banned from this tournament." Yeah, they have emergency banned and done. And I would make sure you have your phone on you to make sure that you can look things up. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you're allowed to actually be on your phone during the tournament itself. But you're not. Allowed, I don't think you're allowed to be on your phone unless you're on the Neuron app while you're at a table. Right. But like before or like in between, you're just walking around. I don't think they care. Yeah. Um. Be sure that you are not walking around paying people money for cards in the venue that can get you banned yes because you're because konami doesn't like when people do that because they want you to go through their official vendors but yeah and then and then as far as player to player they kind of want you to just do trades right so what i do um uh konami don't listen to this part konami skip ahead if you're listening (laughs) Uh, I know people that would either go outside the venue to if they're buying a card off of somebody or uh, I've seen somebody I've seen people do this. I've never done this. How's that? I've never done this. I've seen people do it. Slip like a five or ten dollar bill down in the sleeve with a card. Yeah. Behind the card. Yeah. Five, slip a five behind the card. Trade trade the card with like a common. 
and then get their card. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. For example, it's like, hey, man, I really want this diamond dire wolf you got. How about I trade you this? And then this like slides a 20 behind it. This uh, common sentry golem. Right. right. Here you go. And they're like, yeah, sure. We're not advocating for this. Do not do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's something that's been done. Okay. Yeah. The the point is, don't just walk up and hand somebody money for a card. Yeah, walk mid, outside. Yeah, go outside, go buy it from a vendor or something like that. Preferably go go purchase from the vendor. Yeah, so just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Don't be doing stupid stuff like that. That is not legal. Um, yeah, also, uh, just saying, make sure you only have the cards in your deck box that are in your deck main main deck, side deck, and extra deck. Don't Correct. be putting cards in your deck box that are not part of your deck or tokens tokens are also fine but tokens to, are also okay but they have to be very clearly marked as tokens, tokens if they're if they're not specifically if they're Yu-Gi-Oh cards that are not tokens they have to be like markered on their token and even then that's, that's pushing it pushing it <laughs> so please be sure to be careful uh and take care of yourself um so whew, okay have your cards have your tokens have your trades have your binder have your play mat have your extra sleeves have your dice your pen and paper speaking of extra sleeves i would actually recommend like like the last opportunity you get like you're at your local and you're about to you know and this is the last time you're gonna be there just go ahead and pick up like two boxes yeah of extra sleeves just so you have them yeah if there's ever a discretionary issue with your sleeves you need to have extra sleeves on hand that match the sleeves you're using for the event yeah uh so for instance right now i'm using uh uh, I think it's petrol, the Petr- Dragon Shield petrol color. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd have to go and buy like two more boxes of the petrol if I wanted to continue. And you have to be able to resleeve on the fly, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well in reality, I have to buy three because these are kind of worn. I have to buy three boxes. One box for yeah. the start and, and then if there's one a- box to spare. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so have all the tools for the job. Have everything you need to like have everything you need for the tournament itself. And I would also say that if you're at an in-person event, these these events run very long. Make sure you have your wallet and mm-hmm. your keys and things like that. But like, you might be able to catch if one of your rounds ends early. You might be able to run and go catch a snack at a McDonald's if there's one close. Maybe if you're really lucky, if like or if you get a buy or something, eat a yeah. eat a real. You know what that 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 brings us into our next point, which is. Be well rested and fed. Yes. Make eat, sure you before the night a, before. Eat a fairly large breakfast. Yeah. Eat eat like a real breakfast. Don't just eat like a pop tart. You know. No. No. Eat, no. No. Like 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 for, like if you're staying at a hotel, they have most hotels have like an all you can eat buffet basically down there. You go eat until you're like, okay, this is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overeat. Don't make yourself sick. But yeah. like bacon, sausage, eggs. Right. Toast, fruits, etc. Be sure you eat yeah. fruit. Yeah, I, I always recommend fruit. Uh, fruit, it gives you a huge burst of energy, really gets you going. Especially bananas. Yeah, and it won't, like, make you crash like coffee or something will. Yeah. Uh, so. And then if you're, then if you do bring food, make sure it's, like, peanuts. Yeah, for, as far as bringing food to the event, make sure it's not something that's gonna, like, go bad in your bag yeah, or something. so, like. A lot of times these venues are really warm, so you don't want to bring, like, chocolate, right? Yeah. I would recommend, that. like, trail mix without the M&Ms in it. Yeah, trail mix is probably fine with the M&Ms, because, like, everything else is going to keep it at, like, well, an ambient yeah. temperature. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, no, the M&Ms are specifically designed for kind of a less Handling than ideal it. heat situation. Yeah, M&Ms would probably be fine, but, like, in I, trail mix, because there's peanuts, there's protein, there's something that's going to carry you through. Yeah. Uh, dried fruits. I recommend a Cliff Bar. I, Cliff bars are good. They're they're full of protein, and yeah, they got a little bit of sugar, but that's realistically that's fine. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah. Well, you do also want to make sure you're getting sugar because if you don't have enough sugar, if you're like me, you'll have a sugar crash. Crash. Not even like a crash. You'll you're where you'll just kind of feel awful because yeah. your body's used up all the sugar and is begging for it. Yeah. Eat to eat in a way that you're not going to make yourself sick and you're not going to make yourself like, oh, I'm really hungry at like three in the afternoon. Yeah, it's one of those things where like this tournament is going to start at 10 a.m. and end at like six with no breaks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes sometimes they do do a break, but not every time. It's very rare. It's very rare. Um, and it's usually at the smaller regionals where they do that because they're like, we have the time to spare. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, like even then, like, you know, specifics on what to eat, when to eat, how to eat is going to differ from person to person. Yeah. Especially if you're diabetic or hypoglycemic. Yeah, for sure. Especially those kinds of people. So everybody be sure to just be safe, be, you know, make sure that you really make sure you take care of yourself. You Definitely. Know? So drink plenty of water. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, Stay hydrated. I would almost say like, so like what I plan on doing is like a couple of days before, like, cause I, I do drink soda on like maybe yeah. one, two cans a day. Like, as we get closer, I'm going to start weaning myself of that completely to where I'm just drinking water all day. Yeah, I would say that... Do like, that kind of thing slowly if you're going to do that. As long as it's not going to cause you to, like, have, like, a a withdrawal mid... You know, like, like somebody drinks, like, like 24 Cokes a day. Yeah, like an entire 12-pack per yeah. day. Yeah, don't, don't, cu- don't cut yourself <laughs> off cold turkey, because like, then you're going to have, like, a caffeine withdrawal or something, and you're going to go crazy, but, like... You know, like I drink like an energy drink, like four or five times a week, like yeah, like like once a day, like that's normal for me. But usually, other round that I drink water, like I'm probably won't have an energy drink that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, that's as simple as just not having energy that day. For some people who drink a little bit more of that, because like like it's like sometimes I'll drink an energy drink and then two sodas throughout the day. Over time, you know, like over the next week or two, I'll probably drop that down to just one soda per day, and then eventually no soda and. You got to kind of you got to kind of go slow with those kind of dietary changes because if you don't, you're going to hurt right. yourself. Trust me, I know. Um, so bring all of your bring everything that you need, yeah. bring everything that you have that you need, and be prepared. So go in with the tools for the job. Um, the last thing is to um, the last thing is to make sure if you're traveling. Make sure if you're traveling to prep accordingly. So, for example, we are traveling to YCS Pasadena. We have six weeks until the event happens. Mm-hmm. We already have all of our flights booked. We already have our Airbnb booked. Mm-hmm. We already have our accommodations uh, reserved as far as who's staying with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we already know that it's me, it's you, it's Giant Skyhawk, and it's Reno Kajiga, one of the admins from our server. Yep. We know that this crew... It's going to be there. We've already got everything set aside. Yep. We have money budgeted to enter the event to do everything that we need to do. Oh, yeah. Like, now is the time to, if you do decide to go, now is the time to get that kind of stuff. Well, actually, like, two weeks ago was probably a better time to get that kind of thing. But as soon as you can is is the key point behind, you know, about where you're staying, how you're getting there, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Unless you're day tripping it, then it's just kind of whatever. Yeah, if you're day tripping it, then that's awesome, but... Lucky you. <laughs> I mean, we're traveling across the country for this event. Literally. Yeah. So be sure to be sure to go ahead and prep your travel plans accordingly. Because for us, I mean, gosh, it's what like a. I think it was like two hundred dollars per person for like two hundred and something dollars per person for a plane ticket. Yeah, and then another two fifty per person for the Airbnb. Yeah, of course. We're also staying five nights. And yeah, instead of just like going in on Friday, leaving Sunday, we're going in on Thursday, leaving like right. Tuesday. Right. Because of all of you beautiful idiots, we're bringing all of our podcast equipment and we're recording podcast episodes every day that we are there. We love you too. Yep. Uh, do keep in mind, though, that they won't be near as near, nearly as clean because we won't, we be, won't able- be doing all the editing. Yeah, I'll, I won't be able to do all the editing because my computer is. 75 80 pounds yeah no no we're not we're not putting that one in a bag yeah exactly so. yeah, yeah no we're not putting my my big old desktop in a bag and looking that thing around yeah so we're gonna throw our cords our microphones our my macbook pro and the essentials in a bag we're gonna take it with us and we will yeah you know yeah 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 but yeah we're gonna you know we're gonna try and get as much uh as much stuff out there to you guys as we can while we're there because this is a pretty major opportunity i mean it's the first in-person ycs we've had since literally since we've got back in the game yeah it's really exciting um i think that though that that'll wrap us up so just a quick recap if you're skipping ahead or if you're on listening on like times two speed you miss stuff how to prep for your first ycs play test play test play test play as much as you can get used to your deck get used to the meta with that 
You need to understand the meta. Be sure that you know what all the major decks do, how to counter them, and that your deck is prepped accordingly. Have the tools for the job. Have your sleeves, your dice, your pen and paper, your backpack, your binder. Make sure you have everything that you need to properly attend an event like this. Be well-rested and fed. Get good sleep the night before. Make sure that you eat real good, nutritious food, something that's going to keep you going all day. And make sure that when you go, you keep your keep a little snack or something with you. That way, if you get hungry throughout the event, you can stop and do something. Um, stop and eat something quick. And if you're traveling, plan your travel well in advance. Make sure that you... Make sure that you know what you're doing as far as travel with some real advance notice. Don't wait until a week before the event and be like, ah, I got to book a flight. I got to book an Airbnb because the hotels will be booked. The Airbnbs will be booked. We were already having trouble finding an Airbnb six weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. More. Yeah. Yeah. A little more than six weeks. I think it was like seven and a half at that point. Yeah. So make sure because people are booking airbnbs for this event like the entire town of pasadena is not going to have very many airbnbs available and that's not even that's just airbnbs that's not even including hotels yeah i mean you you have literally thousands of people that are flying in and attending this event thousands Mm -hmm. be sure that you know what you're doing yeah and like like if you're planning on going to the ycs las vegas start booking that stuff now yeah i mean if you know you're going I would already have my flight booked and have everything done, uh, realistically. Like, now. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. like the day of this airs. Do it now. Do it now! Yeah, honestly. So, but that'll Do wrap it. us up. <laughs> that'll wrap us up. Let's go ahead and talk about the podcast question of the day. Yeah, boy! So, Thursday's episode, which was Thanksgiving Day, we asked, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? We got some great replies. So... Uh, mashed potatoes or whatever Asian food is on the table. That's interesting. We, I'm feeling we need to start incorporating Asian food into our Thanksgiving. Oh, we 100% do. Oh, some like some nice like real ramen, not top ramen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Or a f- good plate of fried rice. Oh, some shrimp fried rice. Oh, lo mein. Oh. Mm. All right. Um, mac and cheese, classic. More mashed potatoes. Cheesy potatoes. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, stuffing. It's more stuffing. Pie. Mm. Um, Thanksgiving food is trash. Send tweet. Uh, who hurt this guy? But no. Uh, if you don't like Thanksgiving food, that's understand. That's I, fair. I, that's fair. That's fair. You do you. I disagree, but you do you. Um, more for pies. More for stuffing. Um, more for mashed potatoes. Here's one. Giant Skyhawk. Sweet potatoes with marshmallows baked on top. Yes. Oh, oh, oh buddy. Um, I don't know. Candied. What- Sweet potatoes are the best. Oh, uh, well, I was about to ask, like, uh, well, like, what do y'all call it? Because over with my family, we normally call we normally called it a sweet potato casserole. See, for us, it wasn't a casserole. We called it. We just called it sweet potatoes. Fair enough. But well, like the way we do it is, you boil the potatoes, and then you peel them, and then you ch- cut them up into chunks, like into kind of like yeah, like, you know, chunks, not yeah. like little tiny bits, because you don't want to mash or anything. You just want them in chunks, and then you just pour like. An absolute metric buttload of brown sugar mm-hmm. all over the top of it, and then you bake it. Yeah, yeah, and then you put some marshmallows on top, and then put it back in the oven for like a little bit longer, just enough to toast the marshmallows. Yes, yeah. um, delicious, absolute heaven. Now, the reason why it was more of a ca- the reason why they called it why my family called it a casserole is because they would basically make uh sweet mashed sweet potatoes. Yeah, and then stick that in a casserole dish, and then put the marshmallows on top and bake it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I have seen people just basically just mash the potatoes. Which kind of makes, kind of gives it a more creamy texture, which some people like, other people don't. Other people don't. I, I like having like a chunk to bite into, personally. Uh, I, I actually kind of prefer it creamier, but again, that's what I was raised with. Right, exactly. Um, but don't get me wrong, I like, I, like, I like it chunked, too. I'm a sucker for a good green bean casserole, perfect, personally. Um, that did not go over well in the server, but you know. Key term. Good green bean casserole. I, in oh, my yeah. experience, it's really easy to mess it up. Real easy. Yep. My Italian family just substitutes most of the Thanksgiving food for baked ziti, and it goes crazy. That's awesome. Oh, really sounds amazing. We only got a couple of replies for turkey, believe it or not. A lot of people, I guess they just, 
Um, haven't had fried turkey. So that's fair. I mean, I mean, most, I mean, most uh, fried turkeys I've seen came out black. Yeah, watching video, watching, you know, people posting videos on YouTube and Facebook and all that, mm-hmm. it, which is always hilarious to me. Yeah, particularly when one person pulled it out and it was just on fire. Yeah, well, you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing. My brother-in-law makes the best fried turkey in the world. It's mm. my so my wife used to swear up and down by her grandmother's turkey. You know, turkey in the oven, yeah. classic. Yeah, some baked turkey. Yeah. Uh, and she used to swear by it. She said, it's the only turkey I like. Here, just try this fried turkey. But it's black. Just peel the skin off and eat it. And she ate mm, it. That and crisped now, skin? Oh. Uh, and now it's like, I say it, was, it wasn't black. It was like dark, dark brown. But like, now it's like, it's like the only turkey she likes. It's all oh, she wants at Thanksgiving. That, She's like, she'll be, she'll go to her family's house. And like this year, this year we did it a little bit different. She went to her family Thanksgiving and I went to mine because I wanted to see my new niece. Mm-hmm. And two different areas of the country. I mean, she went to Texas. I went to New Orleans. Yeah. So it just worked out that way. But we went. I, she was like, she was like, just bring me back a plate with some fried turkey on it. <laughs> and she was like, I have to have the turkey. So, and we had one reply for ham. And we had one reply that said, we have a new tradition this year where uh, they get home and they pop a frozen pizza and some wings in and they turn on a TMNT movie. Hey. That's awesome. If that, that is sounds you, awesome. If that is your family th- tradition, that is awesome. That we are all for it. Hey, look, the thing about th- Thanksgiving is one of the in the U.S. is one of the things where you can totally do it the traditional way if you want to, or come up with your own thing. Doesn't matter. It's all about the gathering of the family, right? So, with all of that said, we have today's podcast question of the day, which is relevant. It is: Have you ever participated in a YCS? And if you have. What would you recommend for prep? How would you recommend somebody going to their first YCS? You know, what are the things that you would recommend people do? So, now the thing is, me, both me and Sonny have both been to a YCS before. A decade ago. A decade ago, almost. Yeah, up to this point, and it was during. Uh, I remember Dino Rabbit was a thing, but it was like Dino Rabbit Mermail. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the twenty. It was the twenty thirteen. YCS Austin, which was won by Mermail. Second place was Fire Fist. Yeah, uh, I went in that. I went in that mug with uh, Fire King, Fire yeah. Kings, Fire King avatars. I played Six Sam. Don't ask. Um, let's see. Oh, it, actually, I think it was my Six Sam deck you borrowed. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I. It's cause a I, long story. Yeah, because I wanted to play Fire Kings. Um, uh, then uh, when X three, no, 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 I went X two. And then I was like, no, 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 no. I went X. Yeah, I was X three. I was like, I'm just going to drop and join the Attack of the Giant card tournament. Mm-hmm. We get to the Attack of the. And I think Sunny did this. Yeah, Sunny did the same thing. No, I didn't. I didn't play in it. No, I thought you did. Nope. Okay. Well, anyway, we got there, and and they were announcing, you know, oh, you know, it's this person versus this person, you know, because it's much smaller, and it was Billy Brake and some other guy. I can't think of the dude's name who were in the Attack of the Giant card tournament, and everybody just went, well, this is over already. <laughs> yeah, they, they've been in the game. Billy Brake has been in the game a long time. He's been a pro for a long time. So, uh, My first round in that tournament, though, was up against uh, Mermail, and I lost, but I made him sweat, and that's all. I, that's the only reason why I remember that whole YCS is that right. one tournament. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a place where you can go and make some memories. So... But that'll wrap us up for today's episode. Thank you, everybody, so, so much for listening. Um, Please be sure to check us out every Tuesday and every Friday, unless it's Thanksgiving, then we'll hit you up on a Thursday. But be sure to check us out every Tuesday and every Friday on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, anywhere you can listen. Be sure to share this podcast with all of your Yu-Gi-Oh! buddies at your locals. And be sure to... uh, Check out our Twitter at Top Cut Podcast. Check out our Patreon. The link is in the description below if you want to support the podcast. Be sure to check out our Discord. Our Discord is, of course, where you can interact with us the most. Place to answer podcast question of the day. All of that. Be sure to check out Team Dark Rom Dealings. Their link is in the description below. And, of course, check out our sponsor, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. They will also have a link in the description below. Thank you all so much for listening and have a good rest of your week. Take care, everybody. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.